0: It is not the woman's responsibility to make sure that the relationship is optimal. It's not her responsibility alone. And I think we live in a culture where that is unfortunately the norm. We talked to John Wineland about this, that it's 99% of the couples that he works with, it's the woman bringing the issues to the table saying, We need help. And I can't help but think how much different our world would be if the man did exactly what this guy did. He's not saying, I'm wrong in every instance and you're right and I'm just gonna bend over. That's not what it is. It's, I've allowed this to go on much too long. Here's my plan. Are you with me? You are listening to the Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi.
1: What is up everybody, this is Chase. So, long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years.
0: Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love?
1: Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you.
0: Let's go take the medicine. Welcome to the Medicine, the medicine, Podcast. medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi.
1: What is going on, everybody? Chase, right here. Yes. Staring at your beautiful blue eyes. Oh,
0: he's switching it up. Today. Welcome to
1: the Medicine Podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Today is an episode sponsored by Christina Aguilera. (laughs) If anyone followed the Disney Channel in the late 90s, they may be familiar with a song called What a Girl Wants. I think it's called What a Girl Wants.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: And it goes something like, what a girl wants what a girl needs whatever Whatever makes me happy sets sets you free and And i'm thanking you for giving it to me yeah (laughs) i think those are the words we Um, had the
0: song stuck in our head
1: because because today's episode is all about what women want from their masculine partners and when we say women we're talking about the feminine today and when we use man and men and guys we're going to be talking about the masculine. Just to simplify things, it's the feminine and the masculine. This can work and be applicable if you are a masculine essence who happens to be a female as well.
0: Sure, yeah. There's all sorts of fun combinations of these two energies and how they play together. We all individually have some level of masculine and feminine both on a spectrum within us and then we also have the feminine and masculine playing together in relationship. So when we talk about the feminine and masculine, you know, we tend to generalize because we are engaged in a monogamous heterosexual relationship, but we are fully aware that this combination can look like all different
1: types. Totally. And this is a one of two because we're going to be flipping this and saying Mm -hmm. what men or what the masculine wants from their feminine, from, from, from women. And Uh, This is fun. You know, a lot of times we speak really esoteric, like really high level. We're talking about energies and we're talking about archetypes. Mm -hmm. And those are so critically important. But sometimes it's like, get to the freaking point. Yeah. What do you mean? What do we do? What do we do? And so today we're going to be like, what are those characteristics? What are those attributes that the feminine wants from their masculine partner? And then we're going to talk about what it does not look like. Give some examples yeah. and then what it does look like mm-hmm. when it's integrated, when it's yeah. balanced, when it's embodied. So uh, this will be fun.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a really practical episode, I think. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we're doing both parts. What what women want, what men want. You know, I'm surprised that we didn't bring, um, what's his face? <laughs> oh, Mel Gibson.
1: Mel Gibson. Okay. I'm not sure where you're going with this. What women want. Oh yeah, the movie. Yes. Yeah, fun movie.
0: I'm I'm surprised that we didn't bring him on as a guest next time. Right.
1: Uh, I've got him on um, speed dial. <laughs> Is that a still thing speed dial? Nobody dials know. anymore. I don't uh, know. But we'll we'll get Mill on the podcast eventually. <laughs> um, we know him pretty well, so that should be yeah. Fine. But
0: that movie was ridiculous. Uh, I don't. We're not going to be pulling from that movie just no. in case. We're not going to be our quotes do not come from Hollywood.
1: No, but it's a good point to say that like these aren't all our original thoughts we've had so much influence from yeah. you know really incredible people john wineland david data Alison armstrong um and and just like we follow a ton of really incredible people who are putting out mm-hmm. great content psychologists philosophers people in the feminine masculine space or the relationship space and we've kind of smashed this all together run it through our system <clears throat> and spit out a few of our own ideas Um, But, but to say that they were all our original thoughts would be a little bit of an exaggeration. We have been inspired by many. So thank you to all who have allowed us to push all of these things together (laughs) consolidate, consolidate all these things and, and get them out to you today. So stoked to get into this. But first, yes, I got to know what my love do you have going on in your cup?
0: I got a couple things. I got, of, of course, my hydro flask full of our structured water with a little minerals in there. Um, I also have a nice mug of our mushy love latte mm. and, sort of, in celebration of it launching in a few weeks. Come on. This has been a long time coming. And if this is your first time hearing about it, um, Chase and I have been, wa- we've wanted for a long time to put together a mush, a delicious mushroom elixir formulation. Um, You know, we've been digging into and researching in the mushroom space for years now. And it's sort of when you get into it and you start really peeling back the layers and understanding the industry, it can be sort of like discouraging when like, we found out that so many mushroom products out there that have sexy marketing and bougie websites and they look really sparkly from the outside, they're really misleading because a lot of them, the majority of them, don't actually contain pure mushrooms. It's sort of this hodgepodge of the growing medium, you know, the fruiting body mushrooms, and then. Like the the oats or the rice or the the barley that the mushroom was grown on. And yeah, once we started peeling back the layers, it was just sort of discouraging. And, and we knew that eventually we were going to want to make a product from scratch. Of course, we have our immune Intel AHCC. But this product, Mushy Love, is completely different. So I have a mug of that. Some cinnamon swirl latte mixed with some coconut milk. And it is a perfect... Afternoon pick me up when you want something um, frothy and warm and delicious, but maybe you don't want another cup of coffee. So I'm sipping on that, and it's full of. 500 milligrams each of chaga and tremella which are both amazing for the body and really you know don't get a lot of spotlight chaga gets a lot of spotlight it's the king of mushrooms people have heard of chaga um, but not so much tremella tremella is amazing for skin rejuvenation hydration it holds 500 times its weight in water in your body, in your skin, in itself. And, uh, just, it's really instrumental for helping the, the skin cells and overall just appearance of radiance in the skin. So Tremella has honestly become one of my favorite mushrooms and she, she is the beauty mushroom. She just doesn't get enough, enough recognition. And so we're, we're trying to bump that up with Mushy Love Latte.
1: Totally. And there are really great mushroom products out there. Don't get me wrong, but there's not a great population of blends yeah what's awesome about this is it's caffeine free so you can add it to coffee you can add it to black coffee and it's a really traditional latte that you can still have caffeine in it but if you don't it's perfect as a standalone mix it with your favorite milk of choice steamed or frothed extra frothed i Mm -hmm. would recommend Um, and it's fine with water too it's great with hot water Um, We even put it on things like toast, like get a cinnamon toast vibe by Mm -hmm. by buttering a little bread, throwing a little bit of a mushy love on top, and it tastes insane. You know, we've also put um, elm bark and lacuma in this product, as well as powdered organic coconut milk, as well as a little oat milk. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Super clean, all organic, Uh, and then we added organic maple sugar, which has like one sixteenth the level of sugar of traditional like table sugar and it is the perfect balance between like kind of that earthy caramely mixture with a little cinnamon and a sweetness with maple Mm -hmm. I think people are going to love this and coming out it's like we should start pre-sale so we're going to have a a period where we're pre-selling in two to three weeks Uh, we'll let everybody know if you want to get early access to that Mm pre-sale sign up for Um, our vip list because the people who sign up will get the notification right away it's a limited supply yeah for this first run run. we we're not sure when we're going to get another batch of this made so if you want to make sure to get a hold of this you can get it now Um, and we we even know how much it's going to be priced so 48 dollars for a one-time order and then if you want to subscribe, become a subscription. It's actually a, a over a 20% savings. Mm-hmm. It's going to be $38. Yeah, so you can subscribe reasonable. to get this thing monthly. Um, but we are stoked for this. People are going to freaking love it. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really, we're on the cusp of this thing going live.
0: Yeah, it feels like we made a baby.
1: We made a baby. <laughs> we made yeah.
0: a delicious cinnamon swirl baby just for you guys. And uh, you can rest assured that the mushrooms that we used in there are the highest quality top shelf like we don't put any anything in uh our bodies that isn't top shelf and so um, i'm really really happy to to know that we didn't skip Uh, cut any any corners corners. that's what i was searching for thank you so yeah we're really excited if you guys want to sign up for the mushy love vip list just go to our website themedicine.com forward slash mushy love that's m-u-s-h-y-l-o-v-e and you can scroll to the bottom and put your information in and you will get first dibs on a bag of your own mushy love latte
1: totally Mm.
0: love it what do you got going on in your glass in your cup my love
1: In my cup is a staple, a classic. It is Organifi Green Juice, baby. Everybody knows about Organifi Green Juice. If you've listened to us at all, this is the crisp apple version that we launched a couple months ago at Organifi. If you're saving your doll hairs for mushy love, you you should be. You really should be. Um, But if you're you're still looking to, and you don't have it already, get some green juice in your life. It's, It's a staple. I think everybody needs to have a solid green juice and i would literally only recommend organifi Mm -hmm. uh, because the fact that it puts in a clinical dose of ashwagandha ashwagandha so important for regulating stress in the body for me i have fallen back in love with ashwagandha i didn't even think this was possible Mm -hmm. Um, was having a little bit of a low as it pertained to my hormones here a couple months ago and i just got this nudge from my intuition to increase my consumption of ashwagandha it's been so crucial for my healing in the past and I've sort of like not had it in the forefront of my consciousness in a while and just got this little nudge for my intuition that I should be taking more ashwagandha. Mm-hmm. Life was getting stressful uh, and although I do a great job of keeping my nervous system regulated, I can't help those days when I push hard in the gym. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm having to stay up a little later, get up a little earlier to, travel. to get some work done or travel and man, I've just been blown away. The thing that's so awesome about Organifi is we put a clinical dose of ashwagandha in the green juice itself, different from so many other green juices, which are going to promote like 50 different superfoods inside of a blend. Well, the problem with that is you're getting a fairy dusting of each superfood. So we've put a clinical dose of ashwagandha. We've put a heavy dose of spirulina, chlorella, some of these detoxifying, cleansing adaptogens and herbs inside of the mixture. And then with the crisp apple version, if for whatever reason you didn't love the original green juice, which I freaking love, it's got kind of a minty taste to it. This has a really clean, authentic apple (laughs) flavor. I say authentic because it's not like, you know, green apple candy flavor, like you would experience where you're like, This is really good, but I can't say that it tastes the same as a bite of an apple. In this case, we've actually sourced apples from our home state of Washington state, the apple state, um, as well as pulled in other other apples from like Canada, for instance. And it tastes like, like um, like a honey crisp. And so if you take a bite of a Honeycrisp and has that just impactful flavor, uh, we've really nailed it with this formulation. It's, a, it's currently a seasonal product, and the better this thing does, the more reason we have to continue it, mm-hmm. which I'm advocating for at the company yeah. because I love it. So if you guys want to get Organifi Green Juice Crisp Apple, or if you want to get any Organifi, uh, use the code MIMIFIT for 20% off. You can go to our medicine cabinet and follow the link as well, uh, to get all the discounts and all the goodies. But man, I just like, I know we talk about it all the time, but I'm so grateful for this product. So grateful for ashwagandha. Um, and then the fact that we just always know how to make these things taste insanely good Mm -hmm. is, uh, just too much. So, um, that's, what's in my cup. That's what's in my glass going into my body, regulating my cortisol, (laughs) using cortisol, not, not. In a way that um is unhealthy but at the right time right when you wake up in the morning you need that extra energy you're pushing but then it's dialing it back and coming back to that place of of restoration Mm -hmm. and so um I, i got a pro tip too yeah pro tip
0: pro tip for green juice crisp apple or the original Mix it with like 75% cold water or like over ice and then do a little splash of your favorite milk. You could do raw milk. You could do coconut milk, uh, whatever you prefer. But that little dash of milk gives it extra creaminess and it tastes like a green, beautiful cupcake in your mouth. It's so good.
1: It's a great point. Yes. Guys, if you are loving the medicine podcast, thank you. (laughs) Share it let somebody know word of Mm -hmm. mouth say yo the medicine podcast it's completely badass you guys should listen to it download all the episodes and listen to every single one going back two years
0: um
1: or or share it to your story if something impacted you share it to your story on instagram um even hit us up directly Just say like yo this was super impactful we've had too many to count people reaching out and giving us feedback and it is
0: It lights us up. Nourishing. Yeah. We
1: also want to know what you want to hear more of.
0: Yeah, totally. So we're always open.
1: Let us know. We're in this with you. And if there's something that's in your life that is interesting, inspiring, Mm -hmm. challenging, let us know. We want to look into it as well. We want to talk about it. And we want to get content out that makes you feel like you are in this. Because that's exactly what we want.
0: Yeah, we have a running doc, a running note of anytime someone submits feedback like, hey, I would love to hear about this or more of this or more of that. We write it down and we pull from that, those mm-hmm. ideas when we create episodes, when we are talking about, hey, what do we want to talk about next? We, we're always looking at that doc. Um, and also, you know, if you if you have a few, minute, a few extra minutes in your day and you want to leave us a review, we so appreciate that. Obviously, that helps... More people see our podcast, and it's not just about oh, just the downloads or the numbers, like, we don't really give a shit about that. It's about impact and really doing what we can and offering this gift to the world to help usher in a more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible. And having conversations like we do is the way that we do that. You know, it, it's long form, it's getting to know people, it's hearing people opinions beliefs and expansive ideas that are maybe outside of your regular purview and the more that we do that only good things can come so if you have a few extra minutes and you can leave us a review we appreciate it so much that we actually send you a thank you gift i actually just sent out three more today um we we always send out like legit thank you gifts. Yep. I sent somebody a full uh, month's worth of Organifi Immunity. Um, I sent another girl a mushy mug. Like I, I like to surprise people on what I send them, but the, these thank you gifts are like legit. So if you leave a review, take a screenshot before you push submit and then just email it to the medicine podcast at Gmail and we will get you a thank you, uh, thank you gift because we, it
1: means that much to us. We are living in wild times and it's been a couple years of chaos yeah and the the immediate future doesn't look great externally i am not afraid of that i'm actually deeply inspired yeah to be a part of creating a better world yeah so i promise you are the brands that we associate ourselves with Mm -hmm. it is literally a criteria of being partners with with these companies and with these organizations that are putting out phenomenal products because i truly believe that in these wild times where you may not want to put your money in the stock market right now or crypto or and in fact you may want to pull them out because because having control over your money your financial energy at this point is critical put it towards the things that are going to be one, sustainable. They're going to be here through all of this. And two, they're going to be actively participating in a more inclusive world, mm-hmm. in a world that wants progression into a more holistic, balanced version of humanity. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what we are trying to do. I don't fucking care about the money. I want to be a solution-oriented, yeah, passion-oriented happy fulfilling space for people mm-hmm. in all aspects of life. Yeah. And so that is what inspires me so much to just continue to do this and and invite this is an inclusive environment for anybody who is listening and participating, mm-hmm. know that if you listen, it's supportive. If you purchase Mushy Love, it's supportive. If you are associated or look into and and take some of these products that we're recommending mm-hmm. from other brands, that is nothing but good vibes and good energy into creating this world that we all know is possible.
0: Preach. I love Come it. on. All right. You want to get into the goods? Let's get into it. What
1: women want. What women want. We're going to be going through, I think it's about six or seven things, characteristics, yeah, aspects of what women want from their guys, from their masculine. And kicking it off. Right away, very standard masculinity. Number one, assertive, bold, penetrating energy. Mm-hmm. Women are, and I'm a, just, just as a caveat, I'm going to be speaking as if I know what women want.
0: <laughs> but I'm here to back it up.
1: But you're here to back it up. And, and I do have a good sense, I think, in a lot of spaces uh, yeah. on this. But yes, in this space, energy, bold, penetrating energy, women are turned off by passivity mm-hmm. and hesitance. They want a decisive, action-oriented man who can penetrate and interpret their emotions. Mm -hmm. Say what's on their mind and actually follow through with action. Yes. They want men of substance, men who are grounded, rather than men who talk without any action.
0: Oh, that's like one of the biggest pet peeves is... Knowing that when the man that you're speaking to is just putting on a front and you know that it's not going to be followed up by action, one of the most frustrating things in the dating world, for sure.
1: It's in the world at large right now. Yeah. Every talking head makes huge promises, no follow through. Politics is one space. The
0: macro uh, example of that, for sure. We
1: live in a world of claims with no accountability Mm -hmm. to promises that are made. And so what does this not look like? Yeah. And more importantly, what does this not feel like? hmm Number one, we are in a world of men who want to be mothered. Yeah. That is not assertive, bold, penetrating energy.
0: mm Hmm. And I think too, like when we're talking about assertive, bold, penetrating energy, it can be taken, you know, men who wants to be mothered is kind of on the one extreme. And then the opposite extreme of this kind of energy would be uh, like a dictator uh, archetype who's making decisions without even taking his partner into account. That is absolutely not what we mean. We mean uh, balanced and um, one that's heart centered, this this penetrating energy that's heart centered not um dictation centered yep. emphasis on the dick right putting the dick in dictator also i would say the fuck boy a little bit different than the dictator you know the fuck boy is very bold and assertive in the beginning you know if he's pursuing a female you know saying like a bar situation he sees like the woman that he wants to you pursue either in life or that night or whatever. And the fuck boy is very assertive, bold and penetrating. So that can be actually really attractive to some women. But the difference here is that the fuck boy When he acquires his objective, which is usually sex, then you know he's used to just ghosting the woman or intentionally confusing her. You know, after I'm sure every woman listening, if you've been in the dating world at all, you know this experience, and it it's really, um, it's really awful. It's it's awful to experience. I'm not saying that like if you pursue a woman in a bar that you have to marry her but you know as a feminine when the guy that you've hooked up with or maybe you've casually started dating or maybe you're in a relationship with and he's intentionally trying to confuse you with really um laxadaisical sort of language and just a whole just cloud just muddying the yeah. waters is really really frustrating as Totally, a woman.
1: it's it's acquisition based it's outcome based it's consumption of the feminine mm-hmm. instead of a penetration that is more like the leading of a dance yeah. which is collaborative mm-hmm. which is I'm gonna lead with with the first step and and my intention is for you to Work with me, and that yeah. this is going to be a relationship, and that this is going to be long form. Not, I'm here to acquire you, consume you, and move on to the next thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I I didn't say in connection to the to the fuck boy is the uh, this is like an the ultimate expression of out of balance, bold assertiveness, which is the sending of unsolicited unsolicited dick pics. Like, I feel like this is just obvious by now. <laughs> But like, homeboy, if you're still doing this, we're we're past this. We need to level up. This is not uh, a part of a balanced masculine. Notice I said unsolicited. I didn't say all dick pics in general. Right.
1: There's a tasteful dick pic every totally. now and then. Re- but is it
0: right. Is it is it this yang penetrating energy Like, I wish that guys could see girls' reactions when they're hanging out together and it happens and you're like, oh God, oh, oh my God. Oh, Like you're just like so taken back. It is not attractive. Right. So yeah, that would be the extreme of the bold assertiveness. Yeah,
1: I've never quite gotten that. I get it when you're in a relationship and you're just, you know, you're both both horny and you're like, I just want to, you know, see your dick, (laughs) I guess. What I don't understand is just the cold (laughs) send. Like... Yeah, I don't either. Wow. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's very bold. Stuff. Again, yeah.
0: not balanced. So let's, let's talk about what this does look like from a balanced perspective.
1: I think men with a strong sense of internal confidence to, of course, pursue his purpose in mm-hmm. life. First and foremost, masculinity is purpose-driven, yeah. project-driven, adventure-driven. So the internal confidence to pursue those things, but also of the feminine, Mm -hmm. of the specific woman of interest, that pursuit of those things from a balanced space, from a place of confidence is really attractive.
0: Yeah. And and I think a good reference for this, like, is the, you've talked about it before. We've talked about this many times, the the book, The Way of the Superior Man, and you can speak to it probably better than I can. But um, if you're a guy and you're wanting to really step into this Uh, bold, assertive energy of pursuing your passion, maybe even before pursuing a woman. That's a really good resource is the way of the superior man for sure. Um, I think also a man who is upfront about his intentions, you know, and this would apply more to the uh, kind of dating world, but make your intentions clear. That is So attractive. And I'm not even saying that it has to be like, oh, I'm looking for a long term relationship or I'm looking for a life partner or I'm looking for a soulmate. Like, I'm not even saying that you have to say that. But if your intention is casual dating or sex, or, uh, you know, maybe it is a monogamous relationship, are you looking for a relationship that's kind of like friends with benefits? When you make that clear to the woman of interest to you, that shows that you are confident in your. In yourself And you know exactly what you want I'm not telling you what to want But just make it fucking clear Yeah. Like I can't say it enough
1: Authentic Honest And so that has to be accompanied with Penetration and assertiveness For instance If you waved a magic wand And the fuckboy was only to speak honestly and authentically He would say I'm penetrating you to have sex with you And then move on
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: Versus the person who is balanced And being authentic And saying I have felt a real attraction to you. You are moving me with your energy and the way that you look physically. Would you want to dance? Would you want to date? Would you want to grab coffee sometime? Would you want to get a drink sometime? Mm-hmm. I want to get to know you. I'm curious about who you are.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I, my whole body changes even though we're already together and we're not dating.
1: <laughs> We've all seen over the last few years countless examples through the Me Too movement, which has brought to light so much bullshit from what guys are doing mm-hmm. and there's all these instances of very demeaning sexually unbalanced assertiveness mm-hmm. if anybody is interested look up a look up a clip and this is kind of a an authentic more balanced approach to it uh stuart scott he's a espn like host he hosts sports center he tried to get me to based on like leaked message that he left a woman that he met but it is the most like genuine just authentic request mm. of interest for a for a woman that he met like at a at I haven't a, heard at about an this. Event. and he's like hey Stuart Scott um you know got your number or whatever like I thought we really connected I, I, I'm butchering it because I don't have the exact language but like it's actually just a really gentle authentic assertive penetrating mm-hmm. attempt at at him to connect with uh the feminine yeah and it's like we don't have enough of those examples and and i feel yeah. bad cuz his his own personal like uh life was was Reputation. aired to everybody yeah. but when you listen to it it's almost like you know what man like yeah. good for you cuz that was yeah. actually a balanced approach to it so yeah the
0: the idea is not that we throw all of masculinity out with the toxic forms as well right. and i think that that has been Um, a mistake by the collective at large is to demonize all masculine behavior and just say that it's all bad under this umbrella of toxic masculinity in the form of these me too accusations. And that's, I think it's a, a, I know that it's a real mistake. We cannot do that. Like we need masculine energy in ourselves and in the world. We just need to learn how to express it in a way that is balanced, healthy, and constructive.
1: And so, you know, this this obviously pertains to dating, but it also pertains to committed relationships as well, whether you're in a serious dating relationship or whether you're married. And I think how this looks from a balanced masculine is you can be assertive, penetrating and uh, you know, balanced, bold by even something like I I want to take you on a date and I'm I really want to go to this restaurant and this movie how do you feel about that mm-hmm. but i'm gonna set it up and structure it for this weekend
0: yeah that's amazing like it's
1: something that simple
0: it's so simple and
1: and it can be with emotion and with energy that suggests you know i don't really care what we're doing i'm just i just want to set the container because i need and want to spend real quality time with you and i'm, I'm yeah. that curious and interested in spending time with you
0: mm-hmm. yeah i love that versus it's so
1: good yeah you want to you want to do something this weekend
0: yeah. What do you want to do? Where do you want do? to go? Yeah. What do you feel like? And I think sometimes men ask those questions because they want to make it clear that they are, um, they're sensitive to what the feminine wants, but. I think sometimes you get lost, and I just want to acknowledge that this is a hard place for a man right now, and we have some other points that I was going to get into um, regarding this, but men are in a tough spot right now. Really good, genuine men who want to find a meaningful relationship are in a tough spot right now, and so I do want to be sensitive to that while also calling out the bullshit.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: So, um, yeah. Hey, friend, I have two questions for you. Do you eat animal protein? Do you want to help support the restoration of our earth's soil? If you answered yes to both, then I invite you to look into Wild Pastures. This is Paleo Valley's sister company that offers a monthly subscription box that delivers affordable, pasture-raised, high-quality cuts of meat straight to your door. Wild Pastures animals are 100% pasture raised by family farmers right here in the U.S. using rotational grazing practices that actually mimic nature. On pastures free from pesticides and herbicides, no synthetic fertilizers, hormones, or antibiotics are ever used. As a result, the animals are healthy and happy. So right now, for new customers who choose the Wild Pastures Plus subscription, you get 20% off for life. You get free shipping for life. You can choose your own order schedule every four weeks, six weeks, two months, or every three months. You get exclusive plus subscriber discounts, and there are no fees or hidden charges. As a Wild Pastures member, you receive the lowest prices possible on the highest quality cuts of meat delivered to your doorstep regularly. And if you don't want a membership, they also offer one-time deliveries. With Wild Pastures, you're not only supporting your family's health with the highest quality meat, you're also supporting our earth, our home if we as consumers can create the demand for more regenerative farming practices, the industry will respond and we will be contributing to the health of future generations. To get 20% off for life and free shipping for life, just check the show notes for the direct link to get your first box all set up. Enjoy.
1: Awesome, moving on to number two, what women want, from their masculine partners, courteous mm-hmm. and chivalrous—a mm-hmm. combination of high honor and courage, but with courtesy. Yeah. Women want to be treated like queens. They want to be praised and honored publicly and privately.
0: But with the king type energy, not like as one of the queen's subjects. Totally, that's yeah. pretty repulsive.
1: So, so what does this not look or feel like? Men who want to look at women as an object to obtain talked about that a lot in point one as far as like how to how to be unbalanced assertive women are not an object to obtain also men who treat women like fragile little girls mm-hmm. so i think chivalry has often been a slippery slope and, and, yeah. and, and kind of like shifted into more like demeaning of women's power altogether and treating them like fragile little girls like little dolls yeah
0: or just like less than or less intelligent or like i need to save you kind of like taking on this like white knight mentality uh i think that there's a better way
1: totally And, and then kind of in the opposite of that men who worship women like they're a slave to the power of the feminine yeah that is repulsive
0: yeah, totally. We've all seen that in, you know, probably friends or family or you know certainly depicted in movies and TV shows where the the man is sort of uh, passive and just goes along with whatever his sort of masculine essence feminine wants. And it's pretty sad to see, honestly. Um, that's what I mean by not one of the queen's subjects. Right. Yes, I want to be treated like a queen from you, but f- you as the king archetype the king energy not someone who's like that i'm here to just like direct and move around and you do whatever i want whenever i want that is absolutely repulsive
1: totally so so what does it look like to have high honor courage but with courtesy you know what is chivalry is it dead you know people (laughs) love to say that i mean it's back to the basics man it's like open Doors, not because she's so delicate and needs to be assisted well, through, meek. but because you are showcasing yeah. this fucking powerhouse of the feminine. Yeah, offer to pay for things. I know that's kind of a weird spot these days. People get hung up on those types of like, well, you know, I'm a an independent woman and have the capability of paying for myself. I have herself. my own money. But dude, offer it. This is container setting. The masculine mm-hmm. is about structure and support. This is setting the safe container. It is structuring a setting. For the feminine to be free, yeah. to feel safe enough to express herself openly and authentically.
0: Totally, and I think so. If if you are say on a date um, and uh, you know you want to pay and you don't really know how to go about it, I think something that is attractive. I know something that is attractive as the feminine is something like the man saying, Hey, I'd really like to pay for our dinner or our date. Um, would you be comfortable with that? And open it up, you know, be assertive, tell her what you want, make your intention clear and then follow up with taking her feelings into account because maybe she feels really strongly about paying for herself. And then that opens up dialogue like, Oh, tell me why tell me, you know, just get curious about the person. Don't take it as an insult. But I think that, you know, if, if any man said that with a, an open heart and like from a place of genuine, pure intention, no woman is, is going to dislike that. That's going to be really attractive.
1: Totally compliment her directly in one-on-one time. Plus compliment her when you are together in public or like mm-hmm. in front of family relatives in front of your kids. How important is that to embody Mm -hmm. that chivalry in front of your children?
0: Yeah. And I, this would be more so along the lines, you know, we, we shifted from like, if you're on a date and figuring that out, this would be more like in relationship with your partner. Um, and yeah, I mean, it feels really good to be complimented on looks or beauty or your outward expression. Um, but I would say most women do, you know we do want to feel beautiful but it's also important to compliment the things that you cannot see so you know this lets us know that you see us as more than just a beautiful body that you want to have sex with like yeah i i want that like i want you i want to know that chase my man you desire me like that yeah. is amazing but it's also amazing when you when you compliment or speak to things that you can't necessarily see so <clears throat> even saying something simple like Wow, I love how you explained that. That was so great. Or I'm really impressed by your commitment to personal growth. It's really inspiring. Or I'm inspired by your kindness to strangers. Like speaking to the things that take a little bit more of a lean in to recognize. It's easy to recognize someone's external beauty. That takes zero effort but when you tell your partner these things it lets her know that you're looking deeper into her in her expression of her soul her spirit her 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 passions yeah. in life which feels just as good as or sometimes even better than being complimented on your beauty
1: totally women are intuitive and emotional beings which is why words without emotion and action are not felt classic you know i love you i say it all the time i text <laughs> i text it to you yeah not, yeah yeah not felt not felt more important than hearing it told to you is feeling it
0: mm-hmm.
1: all people regardless feminine masculine it's probably the feminine in all of us remember how we feel mm-hmm. it anchors inside of us it's not exactly what we heard think about memories at large can you yeah. specifically Rehearse all of the words that were said to you. No, you can explain how you felt in that moment. So even going back to the when I said compliment, what do I mean by that? Compliment with your words, absolutely, but compliment with your body language, with Mm -hmm. your emotions, with your physicality, with your touch. And there are it depends on the person, but there are there are lanes that are a little more safe than others for your own comfort zone. Some people might be more comfortable with their partner one on one giving them compliments emotionally, literally, or, Mm -hmm. you know, physically, but other people, it might be easier to send them a text. It might be easier to give them praise on Instagram, but if you're not doing holistic, doing that holistically in your whole life, it's going to feel a little like, well, thanks for the shout out on, on Instagram. I appreciate the happy birthday love, but why can't you say that to my face? Mm -hmm. And so look at each lane of your life because one-on-one in person, compliment her when you're in front of your family or in public, And then freaking badassery is praise her in public when she is not there Mm -hmm. and that she has no way of ever knowing.
0: Like you're with your buddies at like lunch or something or you're you're at a friend's house or you're just hanging with anyone that, you know, doesn't include your partner. And it's like your your friends or whoever you're speaking to should love your partner just by how you explain them just yep. by how you speak about them and going back to you know something that you said earlier where you mentioned that people don't necessarily remember the exact words or dialogue but they remember how they feel i'm i know that we can both go back to part 1 of our relationship and <laughs> speak to memories and and remember how we felt in that moment yeah. and We learned, obviously, so much having that part one experience, obviously, that didn't end well. And and we actually got divorced. You know, spoiler, if this is your first time listening, we were married for three years and, and got divorced because we were both so out of balance. But it is important to be to feel from your partner that they love and admire you and I think that you and I had just gotten to this place where we were so like buddy buddy roommate like functional roommate type scenario where it was like yeah I've been with him for seven years he knows that I love him or yeah we've been together since we were 16 like she knows that I love her and instead we weren't thinking about like but how am I making my person feel right now and it was completely different obviously led to a divorce
1: totally if you scripted out our marriage with just the things that were said or like pulled our social media you would put that together and go why did they get divorced yeah it makes no sense like
0: tons of people were just shocked
1: and it's because it was energetic
0: yes yeah absolutely
1: all right number three moving on to embodied strength Mm. women still want men to have the ability to protect them Mm -hmm. it is primal yes they want to feel safe like he can sweep them off of their feet and carry them into bed or to home or into a place of just shared sacredness like they have that embodied strength Mm -hmm. this also means a man who can say no 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 to them it's a big one no to Things that don't align with their core values. Mm -hmm. A man who is present and balanced enough to know when he needs to take the lead or take responsibility. Again, they want to feel masculine strength more than they want to hear it.
0: Yeah, when you you say embodied strength, it doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know actual is he jacked out of his mind is he uh you know like i mean i'm fortunate that you are and i get to enjoy both energetic strength and physical strength but that's not necessarily what we're talking about and when we talk about women being instinctively attracted to strength it reminds me of this allison armstrong quote that i love she says women respond instinctively to strength when a man stands up to a woman's nonsense, she knows he can protect her from her worst enemy, herself. And this sounds sort of harsh, but she's using, she's kind of being dramatic to paint a picture because as a woman, we all know that inner dialogue. And I don't want to just, I don't want to just, um, I don't wanna just uh, distill it down to just the fem- feminine experience, but... I think this happens more so to women than men maybe where we have this just inner bitch, inner mean girl that she is there chattering all the time telling you all the ways that you could be better or that you could be more beautiful or that things on your body you need to change to be sexier or look like f- fucking Kardashian, whatever. Yeah. Like we know that voice. And so it's really important for a woman to know that her man Can speak into her in a way, even when it's against that that mean girl, that inner bitch. (laughs) Sure, and you do this so well. I've just grown so much in how I speak to myself that these times are are few and far between, but I'm still human. I'm not perfect. And there are times where I get into this low dream, uh, you know, referring to our, our friend, Jason Picard, that episode that we had with him was so good where we get into these low moods, these low spots for whatever reason. And you are so good at recognizing it and pulling me out. Mm. I don't, depend on you to do that but it is absolute icing on the cake when you're looking into my eyes and you you tell me like no that's not true about you this is who you are Mm. and you like remind me of my own goddess energy or my own greatness or my own passion like that is absolute icing on the cake so when you have a man that is able to do that you trust him more because he's not afraid to even stand up to you and say, no, that's not true about you. Yeah. And that's what she means by standing up to a woman's nonsense. Of course, it could also be the unbalanced sort of fire hose of emotion that needs to get under control for sure. But I think, I think that it, it, it. More so what she's talking about is our own nonsense directed at ourselves. Yeah.
1: The feminine is emotional, which means there's emotional highs and emotional lows. Oftentimes, the feminine will speak at that emotional high or the emotional low. The literal words may not be representative of their heart. Mm -hmm. It is critical that the masculine, with its logic, with its rationale, can realize when it's an emotional high and an emotional low. Bypass the words... And look Mm -hmm. at what the thing behind the thing is coming out of that emotional high or that emotional low before you take action.
0: Yeah. And it might not even be words. It could be tears. It <clears throat> sure. could be silence. Yep. And it, it's, a, you're on another level when you can read into your woman. And sometimes it's even, you know, it's as simple as just grabbing her and hugging her.
1: Yeah. Well, and sometimes she's testing you. She's yeah. testing your strength.
0: Yeah. The feminine likes to poke or as John Wineland calls it, she likes to tussle. It's yeah. kind of a, a little nicer word than poke, but she's testing his strength and perhaps even unconsciously, like she doesn't even know, like she's not telling herself like I'm testing his strength right now, but this is instinctive in women to to want to know how strong is my man? Can he handle this? Can you handle me? Am I too much for you? If you, if you can't hold and handle me, how are you going to deal with a screaming three-year-old who just puked in the back seat, you know, and we're in traffic? Like we do these things sometimes unconsciously, like I said, uh, to test our man's strength. It is the feminine to yep. poke and to tussle. And how is he? how does he respond to that?
1: And that's exactly what I mean by the thing behind the thing. It mm-hmm. could be testing boundaries of your strength and your ability to stay balanced and mm-hmm. grounded. Mm-hmm. So what does is, what is embodied strength not look or feel like? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think dude guys who like, are saying they're strong. Like if you have to say you're strong. Yeah. Before somebody else tells you. That's a red flag. It's
0: like telling somebody like. I'm really pretty. Right.
1: And so this is like. Dude guys taking. Taking their shirts off. Hyper focusing on their physicality. Or their yeah. body. Um, like. Narcissism. Yeah. You know, Mirror obsession. Just
0: being like. Totally obsessed with. With their looks. Like yeah.
1: meathead. Jersey Shore. Archetype. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think dominating other people or buying things to prove how strong and powerful you are even just like traditional bullying as a as a way to either accumulate enough things to to prove that you're powerful or push others down enough that you seem superior not what we're talking about i mean
0: that's straight up child archetype think about it like the the game that little boys play, like King of the Mountain or whatever, where yep. you're pushing people down and you're elevating yourself when a woman senses that. And sometimes I think the man is, is, uh, doing this in, in a, it's a, not a malicious way. It's sort of just like, I want her to see my bigness. I want her to see how grand I am. I want her to know how much money I make and how many cars I have so that she will be impressed with me. Sometimes it's not necessarily to, uh, humiliate others certainly that happens but it's it's really whenever i've experienced it it's not attractive that king of the mountain type energy or you know if you are making others look or feel inferior for your own self importance you know i think about someone who interacts with maybe like the busboy or a waiter or someone in a service position yeah. like that's a really good show of character is how does a man or you know maybe someone you're in relationship with or maybe someone you're like potentially casually dating how how do they treat people who are in a service position where they could get away with being a dick being rude or making themselves feel superior um how how do they deal in those situations again something you're incredible at like You'll strike up a conversation with the person at our, you know, grocery store and compliment them, or like, you know, just open up really like organic dialogue. And it's it's something that I really admire about you. You make people feel really special.
1: Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Lots of compliments. Here, so. <laughs> you
0: are. Well, <laughs> oh, honestly, like when we're talking about what women want, it's
1: we did. Me. We didn't just <laughs> cater
0: this episode, you know, to like these things that you're so good at, but. You've learned a lot through our relationship, and I've seen you transform, so I can't not speak to those things because I am absolutely so grateful for them and you and that I get to experience this magic that you give me every single day.
1: Thank you for eliciting the best version <laughs> of me.
0: One of the best decisions I ever made for my overall health was getting completely off moldy coffee. If you are on a mission to get to the bottom of mystery symptoms and feel your best in life, this is something you need to know about. I have now lost count of the hundreds of people who tell me they have given up on coffee and caffeine, not because they wanted to, but because they thought they had to. Because every time they drink it, they feel shaky, anxious, brain foggy have skin reactions or digestive issues i then explained to them that my love you are more likely having a reaction to the mold and pesticides in your coffee not the caffeine the sad and shocking reality is that up to 91 percent of coffee beans used in america are contaminated with mold not to mention the 42 different chemicals and pesticides sprayed on most coffee beans before they are even harvested. So if you have persistent, unexplained brain fog, sore joints, fatigue, immune issues, or other mystery symptoms, it could be from moldy coffee you are unknowingly pouring into your precious body every day. No pill, no potion is going to help us feel better if we don't first remove the negative stimulus like the moldy coffee here's the great news if you love coffee you don't have to give it up every day i drink delicious mold-free pesticide-free coffee that supports my overall health in the best way it's my reishi king coffee king coffee is organic coffee mixed with the spores from reishi mushrooms this unique and potent combination allows me to enjoy coffee while also supporting my hormones my immune health my nervous system my digestion my mood my stress levels and so much more if king coffee was a pop star she would absolutely be beyonce Potent and divine. If you love coffee, I invite you to ditch the mold and try King Coffee for yourself. It was one of the best decisions I ever made for my health. I can't and won't go back. To learn more about what makes reishi spores and King Coffee so unique, you can check out episode number six of this podcast. And to grab your King Coffee, do not buy on Amazon. That is illegal and expired product. Instead, go to themedicine.myorganogold.com and search for King Coffee. You can also just check the show notes or my Instagram bio for a direct link, bringing you only the best and only what I'm obsessed with. Cheers, boo. Okay, so what does this embodied strength feel like? When I, when I think of embodied strength, the first word that comes to my mind is presence. And this is the ability of a man to be able to feel into a woman's needs and provide that container of safety. And you can't do that. You can't feel into a woman unless you're absolutely present. Oftentimes, like I said, it's as simple as wrapping her in a hug and telling her you love her. Honestly, like that is such a solution. And it's so simple that I think a lot of men overlook it, Yeah. but just letting her know that you are here with her and that you'll figure it out, whatever it is together. Just that is nourishment for yeah. the feminine.
1: Listen, like when things get charged, showing up as strong and stable, this mm-hmm. embodied strength, confidence. We've talked about that today. Even amidst these emotional highs and lows of the feminine energy, just showing up is strength. Yeah. And so, just a practice, you talk about presence, it's simple shit. Like, it's feet on the ground, both mm-hmm. feet on the ground. It's chest full. Mm-hmm. It is breathing through your belly and into your chest and not just shallow chest mm-hmm. breathing. Mm-hmm. And it's,
0: Eye contact,
1: slowing down, mm-hmm. slowing down, standing up tall, looking at them in the eyes, and just giving. You don't even have to say it. You can, but you don't even have to say it because your body language and your energy will communicate. I'm here, I'm stable, I'm mm-hmm. with you, we're in this. Yeah, it's that. It's that simple. You don't even have to use the words. Just practice that and if you got to be able to do that with yourself you have to be able to be present with yourself and your own thoughts and your own stresses but it's as simple as that
0: yeah I mean I think everything that we talk about in this episode it has to start from within you this can't be like okay uh, I'm gonna write down all the things that Mimi and Chase said so that I can act them out in my relationship no that's not our point is to like just dictate them or to um, act like you're putting on a role like you really need to focus on cultivating this first inside yourself for your own feminine, like yeah. being able to regulate your own nervous system when you are feeling the ups and downs inside yourself of your feminine side, being able to regulate that with your breath and your own presence for yourself. That's where it starts, yeah. which we probably should have started the episode with that, <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> but here we are. Um, and I think also, you know, when we're talking about strength, um, as opposed to putting others down to build yourself up, really using your strength to build others up with you. People feel empowered around you. Again, you are so great at this. You are you don't necessarily want to be on top of the mountain solo. It's like, let's all rise up together. And, yeah. and the masculine has that power.
1: Yep, totally. Uh, number four ordered and structured Mm -hmm. women want their man to lead and establish order in a world of chaos yeah (laughs) to be able to make hard decisions to be willing to go first a man who is not reluctant and is not afraid to quote unquote disobey civilly when there are external forces that oppose their core value or the core values of the relationship or the family
0: yeah i mean this is this is like the literal relationship interpretation of the masculine being the fire basin the fire stone container that contains the fire within this is in relationship and in the world because newsflash everybody the world is cray Mm -hmm. (laughs) there seems to be a new global crisis every week and more Things coming up in our world to be divisive around, and if you're losing your shit with every single global crisis, that's going to create a lot of instability and chaos and distrust in your home. So it is, it is as within, so without. We're seeing this, um, you know, play out globally but you also have these opportunities in your relationship, but you can practice with the global stuff too and then bring that into the home.
1: Totally. So what does this not look like?
0: I think, you know, when you think of like order and structure on the extreme would be like a rigid, militant, inflexible type of energy that absolutely just cannot go with the flow that's not what we're talking about here um that is that is void of play and fun and that's not what we mean at all I think also what this does not look like is, again, the dictator informing her of how she should behave. Like, we need order and structure in our home and I will not allow you to go without a bra or whatever the thing is. Like, you need this and you need that. Like, telling your woman how she needs to behave is also very much not what we mean.
1: It's also to be that structured, and we'll get into it in a minute when we talk about novelty, but to be that structured is predictable. Mm Mm-hmm. It's compulsive and that is repulsive.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think also along this line, what it doesn't look like is squashing your feminine voice, squashing your partner, your feminine partner's voice as in a, in a way of like, um, I'm the masculine, I'm leading this order, the structure, I created a plan and I don't care what you have to say. I already made the plan. Like that's also very much not what we mean.
1: Totally. So what does this look or feel like? You know, first off, we talk about structure and order and the masculine as the container. Well, the container has to be big enough so that there's freedom within it, with inside of it. We've talked in the past about the feminine is like the ocean. Well, it's like water. Ideally, it's like the ocean or a river that has current. It has flow. There, there is a boundary. There is mm-hmm. the shoreline. But she's free. But she's free within yeah. it. It contains the feminine. But if your structure and your order is so fucking tight and rigid, Mm -hmm. you are putting a swimming pool. You are putting Mm -hmm. water into a swimming pool and killing its life. That water is the feminine. And in our world at large, we've overstructured and overordered everything such that the feminine, unfortunately, has had very little chance to have current.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And we also talk about leadership. And so there's a quote from Michael Foster that I found uh, pretty interesting. He says, to lead, you must have a vision of where you are going, a mission that you're working towards. If your mission is no more than getting a wife, where are you leading her? To herself? No sane, holy woman will want to marry a man who is functionally leading her to herself. Mm, so I love this because leadership is critical in relationship and masculinity embodies leadership in in so many ways. And that's not to say that women can't lead. There's a masculine essence within, within the feminine that can also take on leadership. But I think oftentimes men who don't have a purpose in life, who don't have a mission or a project or a sense of adventure will oftentimes move that innate instinct into acquiring the feminine. Yeah. Why that's a problem is because that is leadership that ultimately A feminine can't co-create with Mm -hmm. like he's saying what's he going to lead her to herself so even though it might seem fun at first wow he's really into me his purpose seems to be me take note because if he doesn't have further adventure and purpose and mission in his life it will ultimately fall flat
0: yeah absolutely i think in the in the ocean example that's a, a man if he is the ship he's getting thrown about by the currents and the waves of the ocean rather than having a, a mission and being able to cut through the waves the way that he he needs to. Um, you know, also, when I think of leadership, uh, I, I was reminded of this example that John Wineland um, included in his new book called From the Core that I wanted to read to you guys. And this is not out yet. We got luck like just blessed with an early copy. It's going to be out, I believe in August. Um, but here is a little excerpt um, regarding masculine leadership in relationship. He says, "A couple I worked with was at an all-time low after 10 years of marriage with three children. He made money, took care of himself physically, was a dedicated father, and was loved in his community. A living example of the quote, "myth of the good husband." On the surface, the two were a picture of the all-American couple, yet he had allowed the passion and intimacy in his relationship to wither to such a degree that they were barely having sex. A powerful and successful woman in her own right, his wife became increasingly depressed and angry at his lack of care and attention. As a result, they fought bitterly. The first thing I did was to encourage him to take complete responsibility for the state and culture of the relationship. I said, stop looking at her and take 100% responsibility for the culture you have allowed to take hold. If she is complaining, feel into why. If you are not interested in sex, get clear on what you are missing. Survey the entire field and make a plan. That moment, he stepped up and said, I've allowed this to go on for too long. You are the mother of our children and my wife, and I love you. Their whole dynamic changed. He led intimate communication practices that helped them clear years of resentments, and he created space for them to enjoy sex. He reset the entire relationship in a matter of weeks, and she was moved to tears of gratitude. Whatever the dysfunction, you, the masculine partner, must take full responsibility. You model what it looks like to be in pristine integrity and meticulous reflection. Your partner will likely be inspired and follow your lead. This is just as true if the woman is the predominant masculine partner in a relationship, not because the other partner doesn't play a role, but because change will only happen when you model how to take on a completely different stance in the dynamic. It's a tough exercise, but it's also the surest way to completely reset a relationship and develop a fresh new culture of love, respect, mutual worship, and sexual intimacy. Feel the difference between, quote, this isn't working. All we do is fight and complain. And, I am sorry, my love. I've allowed us to get into the habit of complaining and blaming each other for way too long. Here are the ways in which I have let us down. Then, of course, list what you have discovered after a heartfelt, ruthless reflection, ideally involving the men you trust. This has to stop, and here is my plan for us. This is totally different, right?
1: Oh, that, that that's so good. Isn't that good? It, it's... So inspiring, and the thing that comes up for me when I hear that is guys buy in, yes, opt God. in, enroll.
0: It is not the woman's responsibility to make sure that the relationship is optimal, right? It's not on, it's not her responsibility alone, and I think we live in a culture where that is unfortunately the norm. We talked to John Wineland about this, that it's 99% of the couples that he works with. It's the woman bringing the issues to the table saying, we need help. And I can't help but think how much different our world would be if the man did exactly what this guy did. He's not saying, I'm wrong in every instance, and you're right, and I'm just going to bend over. That's not what it is. It's I've allowed this to go on much too long. Here's my plan. Are you with me? Yep. That is completely different. And
1: it's not, I have allowed this as, as far as like the rules that I've set for this family and for sure. this relationship. It's, I've allowed this within myself. Yes. And I yes. have been disinterested in this space, this yeah. part, our relationship and the, and the health of our relationship for too long. Yeah. And that's what I mean. This isn't the fifties anymore where, where you can be a guy and just fucking work a job Provide, and that's all you need to do. Yeah, that's codependency. We're out of that now. Uh-huh. Women have women have all capabilities of being independent, making their own money, doing whatever the fuck they want in the world. And so guys have to step up to the freaking plate and be co-creative in relationship.
0: Yeah, we want a partner.
1: Yeah, awesome. Uh, number five, trust. Big. Women want a man who will truly listen to her opinions, her suggestions or her intuition about something. Mm -hmm. To be receptive to the wise advice of a queen, respected, cherished, and not merely allowed or tolerated. She wants him to give her the benefit of the doubt and believe in her.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It means so much when you're able to communicate that to the feminine that like, I don't quite exactly know what you're feeling or what you're intuiting, but I trust you.
1: Yep, You don't have to believe everything she's saying. You have to believe in her. It's past the point of the words. So what does this not look or feel like? Well, men who are threatened by their partners opposing opinions or ideas Mm -hmm. or are threatened by an idea that they didn't come up with themselves. (laughs) Men who disregard a woman's intuition as too emotional or you're not being rational.
0: Yeah, that's a slap in the face. Like Saying that to your partner, something like, oh, quit being so emotional, is the equivalent of saying, you should be more like me, more masculine, more logical. You should basically just start growing a penis. (laughs) Like That's basically what you are communicating to your woman if she's in a moment of emotion or intuition and you are disregarding it as just, oh, it's just a mood swing or it's just that time of the month, like that... I hope that's still not being said, um, but I'm sure it is. Yeah. But that's it's a legit slap in the face. And uh, this comes back to another quote from John Wineland. He is the GOAT, you Johnny guys. Johnny Dubs. <laughs> um, from his book, uh, From the Core. He's talking about this kind of uh, misconception from the masculine about the feminine. He says, Her masculine side is responsible for integrity and self awareness. That being said, her feminine is not. And so, if you, like most masculine identified men, are interested in leading a sexually polarized relationship, aka spark, in which your partner fully trusts your integrity and reveals her body, soul, and heart to you, then you cannot expect her feminine. To act in the same way as your masculine. It's a kind of torture I often see men inflict upon themselves and their partners, and it regularly leaves women completely confused as they try to contort themselves into what men say they want. Yep. Oh, that is so good.
1: Totally. I think, you know, an example of this is like girlfriends or wives who are picking up on unhealthy patterns like in the relationship like you know like distancing because the feminine is so intuitive Mm -hmm. they're so emotional they can pick up on those things sensitive they're usually the ones to pick up on it first
0: Mm
1: -hmm. mothers who sense something is wrong with the way the medical system treats their children. Same way. Yeah, you know, that's a really like, practical example. Like women are picking up on things before men the feminine pick up on these things before men. It's their intuition. So that is to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. That is for the masculine to say and respect, wow, your intuition is picking something up. Your superpower is picking something up in the water that I have numbed myself to. How can we work through this together? Yeah. This is insight. This it, isn't irrational.
0: It literally goes back to our ancestors. Um, our, you know, like think about people before we had smartphones and computers and things that were getting data all the time. It makes sense that the masculine would be purpose-driven and be like, "All right, I'm going to go get us some food." The woman stays back and she is sensitive to the environment. She's taking care of children. She's protecting the home. She's protecting herself. Like it makes sense that s- that women would have to be more sensitive because we can't always rely on our brute strength to take care of us. Right. We need to be sensitive to the environment. And this plays out like biologically. They've shown in studies that women's sense of smell is so uh, sensitive. Yeah. It's more sensitive than a man's. And we see this in um, child rearing, where a woman, if she's breastfeeding, her nose can actually pick up changes in the stool of her child, Mm. and her body will adjust its breast milk to nourish a child. That's how fucking sensitive a woman's body is. Isn't that crazy? Freaking. Just like magic. It's actual magic. Genius titties. Alchemy. (laughs) But that's, that's the point is like we, one of us needs to be more sensitive. Yeah. And so I, I would just encourage men to, if you need to reframe it, take it as a data point. Yep. Just, just reframe it in your mind. Exactly. Like whatever my woman is telling me, I'm taking it in as a data point. It's not something to be sloughed off. Right,
1: And that's, that's exactly what I would say for what does this look like or feel like in balance. It's when there's that, that commentary from your, from your feminine partner who brings yeah. something up. Even if it feels a little threatening, even if it feels like a trigger for you, resist the oftentimes emotional response that can be insulting and demeaning and hurtful Mm -hmm. and rather go, oh, wow. Okay. Like I totally, totally aware of the fact that you're probably picking up on something that I'm completely unaware of. Let's, let's talk about this. Let's, let's break this down because if you're sensing it, I'm so confident. I trust, I believe in your Mm -hmm. senses. Maybe, maybe, you know, there's an articulation miss, or maybe you've thought something that, you know, I may not align with, but that's not the important piece right now. Mm -hmm. The important piece is that you're sensing something in the water. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about it.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really important for the man to set up this healthy dialogue in this situation, because like I've said before, and this is so real for us, when something is off or out of balance, or maybe we're in a charged scenario, or it's just something is off, it's not as harmonious as it could be. Sometimes I don't have words. Sometimes I can't speak beautifully and articulate exactly what's going on in me. Sometimes it's literally just a noise or an emotion or like a sigh or like, and that's your cue to like, What can I pull out? What what kind of container can I set up so that she feels safe and not pressured to beautifully articulate everything that she's thinking and feeling? Because that doesn't always happen. And so, um, you know, setting up the container of healthy dialogue and again, (laughs) going pulling from the well of John Wineland, he says, become a scientist of the energetic flow that is always pulsing between you and learn to be an artist of communication techniques in service of love. I love that he uses the word scientist yeah, that's because right. I think a lot of men can uh, can ev- Uh, Identify with that You know being more logical More rational Being a scientist Of the energetic flow That is always pulsing Between you So what is this What does it look like To be an artist Of communication techniques In service of love We talk about one All the time It's called the check-in We have a whole episode on it I believe it's episode 113 If you want to go back And listen to it This is our most used And probably our most Useful dialogue technique it's it we call it the check-in and it's a set of it's a container that um, either one of us can present to the other you know whether it's every three months or something feels off and we're asking each other like hey can can we have a check-in again we're not going to explain it go back and listen to episode 113 if you want to hear how that plays out but it's the masculine's responsibility to provide these containers another one is the imago dialogue you can literally just Google it, but it's it's parroting back. It's saying, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is blank and you literally repeat what they're saying. And in a charged conversation type scenario, it basically dissolves when we have this tendency to twist our partner's words. You know, we can say like, oh, you know, and get really flippant. And he or she is like, whoa, that is not what I said. You're putting words in my mouth. So to be really productive in this, in this space, it's important to be able to say back to your partner, what I'm hearing you say is this, is that it? Did I get it? And is there more? Yeah. So those are just a couple of the techniques that we have used. Again, um, you can check them out if you, if you want to learn more about those.
1: Totally. Number six. Secure adventure. Ooh, that sounds fun. Women want safety followed by adventure. (laughs) They want to be a part of their man's mission and purpose-driven life. She wants calculated, but risk, calculated risk Mm -hmm. and novelty inside of a safe container instead of, like we talked about earlier, predictable routines and structure and rituals Mm -hmm. that seem safe. Yeah, She wants to feel alive and evolved with spontaneity and through experiential knowledge.
0: Yeah, she wants you to take her somewhere that she can't necessarily take herself.
1: Totally. So what does this not look or feel like? Men who make women their mission to acquire. Mm Mm-hmm already had that quote about leading them to themselves women don't want to be the mission they want to be on it with you Mm
0: -hmm. and this is i'll i want to jump in here for just a second and say that this is confusing because movies tvs tv shows myths uh will depict the woman as feeling fulfilled when the man's only purpose is acquiring her but that's usually in like a romantic comedy where one they're actors it's a written plot it's not real life and they don't show you after like what happens after they get back yeah. together or they resolve their issues like They're not showing you the rest of the story. If that behavior continues where the man is only, he's consumed by his passion to just acquire her. If that's taken on for years, it starts to become repulsive.
1: And so I think the feminine oftentimes, like I said, will speak from an emotional high or an emotional low. And they might say something like, you're not doing enough of this. You're not focusing on me or the family or whatever enough. I don't necessarily know if that's exactly what they mean. It might but I think what they're more so saying is, I don't feel alive. Mm-hmm. You, I want to feel alive. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to say it. But I think what they're saying is like, I want to feel like we're on a fucking mission together and that yeah. it's inclusive. And so I love this quote from uh, Dominic Benone. Subconsciously, no woman wants to wants the burden and stress of being a man's center. At a deep level, she knows it would make both of them miserable. Moreover... Because she knows herself, she cannot help despising a man who would settle for a mediocre vision. She wants to help him work towards something greater than both of them, as she was designed to not watch passively as he works for something no bigger than himself. The point is this. The quote's over. The point is this. (laughs) Independent mission is serving one's self, purpose, higher vision. Great masculinity kind of naturally embodies that. That's not to say that femininity femininity doesn't embody that. Their priority is more love. That being said, to come together in a relationship, you create a force that has a significantly higher ceiling, a significantly higher potential than the two separately. You are missing your opportunity in life if you are in a relationship and you don't have a collaborative, co-creative dream, legacy, purpose, both parties involved can only create this higher ceiling, this higher potential. If all you're doing is either pursuing her or pursuing your own shit without realizing the opportunity of collaborating and co-creating, you're you're fucking missing it.
0: Yeah. And I I love how you explain that. This comes back to something we've talked about before recently on a podcast is, is understanding that the high dream of your relationship and the legacy that you want to build together, like start having these conversations when the sun is shining, right? Like not when there's like shit blowing up and you're like at a super low point in your relationship, start having these conversations, like just throw out a question, like, what do you want to create this year? Yeah, And just see how they answer. They might look at you, if you've never had conversations like this, they might look at you like sort of perplexed, like, what do you mean? But just start opening up the door to these types of deeper, meaningful, co-creative types of endeavors. Yeah. This episode of The Medicine is brought to you by Optimal Carnivore. Question, do you know what the most nutrient dense foods on the planet are? Answer, organ meats providing a hearty dose of vitamin A, zinc, copper, folate, B12, and more, but (laughs) they're not always appetizing to take down. I've tried. That's why we absolutely love Optimal Carnivore. Organ meats support and nourish our bodies in ways that synthetic or plant derived nutrients are simply not capable of providing. Those who incorporate organ meats report feeling more energy, less brain fog, and like they're truly thriving. These are 100% grass-fed organ meats from New Zealand, freeze-dried and encapsulated into convenient bovine gelatin capsules. They choose New Zealand because it's a pure source, a pristine land with rich soil, lush greenery, and one of the cleanest environments on earth. Their products are 100% grass-finished and free of all hormones, pesticides, antibiotics, and GMOs our ancestors would have eaten the whole animal. So Optimal Carnivore created this unique blend of nine different organs, a powerful combination including beef, liver, brain, thymus, heart, kidney, spleen, pancreas, lung, and gallbladder. Each organ contains its own unique benefits and nutritional profile and provides a large range of nutrients that support all the major organ systems. The guys at Optimal Carnivore believe everyone deserves easy access to the most nutrient-dense foods and wanted to take the guesswork and mess out of eating organ meat. They are also giving back to the planet by planting one tree for every product sold. Our favorites are the grass-fed organ complex that I mentioned and the grass-fed liver capsules. To get some more of these essential nutrients in your life, go to amazon.com forward slash optimal carnivore and use the code, the medicine to save 10% on all of their products. As always bringing you only the best, my loves cheers.
1: And so uh, the next point that, that how this doesn't look is I think, you know, adventure and novelty is huge, but it's only upon safety. Otherwise, it's reckless, and it's irresponsible, and it's immature. So the critical piece is safety kind of before adventure and novelty. But there's a thing called that I've called fake safety, Mm -hmm. and it is by the obsessive-compulsive masculine. It's by the rigid, routine-oriented masculine, and that is a fraudulent form of safety, which is I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid of adventure. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to spell out every safe step, every safe structure. I'm going to do it on repeat forever. And it might make money and it might mean we've got a nice house and cars and family and we're checking the boxes of life. But where is the awe, the bliss, the, the risk, the magic? So <laughs> it's this balance of energetically providing safety. But yeah. it's more of like, you know, in Aladdin, in uh, uh, Disney is like, do you trust me yeah and do he's standing trust me? on a carpet yeah and then he's like then jump
0: yeah
1: and it's he's not saying this is safe he's saying i'm safe yeah. we're safe yeah let's, like
0: i got you let's
1: go on this adventure yeah and this one's an important one for me because i'm a compulsive motherfucker <laughs> and wait what and <laughs> my routines and rituals i'm good at them and it's yeah. made me successful it's in, a superpower in life but if i don't break that up every now and then with a You want to go to fuck? You want to just fucking go to Egypt, which we're doing, by the way. Yes, we are. Um, Then it becomes (laughs) or Burning Man, boring. Yeah. And this is the classic, uh, marry for money for because you think it's going to be safety, but all you find yourself in is a boring life of I have enough money to buy all the shit that I want, but we have no spark, no adventure, no Mm -hmm. bliss.
0: This could even be. It doesn't even have to be something big like we mentioned Burning Man in Egypt. It could be, hey. Why don't you uh, call in sick today at work and let's go to the beach? Yeah,
1: totally. Like yep.
0: we've we've done that recently, where we kind of played hooky a little bit, and we're like, it's noon, and we really want to go to the beach, and let's do it. Yeah, why not? Like just being spontaneous. Now we we do that very few and far between, but when we do it, it does add spark and magic and play to your life. It can be so simple.
1: Yeah, your brain doesn't know the difference if if yeah. we don't go to movies very often. So for us to just out of nowhere decide to go to a movie on a Friday night does feel like yeah. spontaneous. Totally. And your brain doesn't know the difference between that and, you know, taking a trip to Paris overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, pro- probably, but <laughs> but uh, th- you get the point.
0: Yeah, I think too for the feminine what this what this communicates to her is that, you know, when you're looking for these little opportunities to be safe with your energy but adventurous with your like actions together what that communicates to her is that you are important to me to go a little deeper and to find new avenues of novelty and play and it keeps this sort of childlike pure love uh flowing in Mm -hmm. your relationship and she will respond to it even if she pushes back a little bit just be like no we're we're gonna go yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing it
1: so we've talked a little bit already on what this kind of does look like in a balanced embodied space uh but also
0: yes yeah, sorry yeah i think also one thing that this does look like you know a really pr- practical example would be allowing the plan to change according to what the moment or day invites us into so i just gave you an example of like well we planned for both of us to go to work today but you know what we've been feeling disconnected or we've needed a a break. Hey, the kids are at daycare. Like let's go do something you and me and allowing your quote unquote plan to change. And I know the, the masculine likes to stick to the plan and be purpose driven, but allowing yourself to be flexible in this way is, is really beneficial. And then, you know, we, we mentioned this already, but creating safety with your integrity and presence, your energy Not the actual rigidity of your actions and routines. Yeah. I hope that makes sense to people.
1: Yeah, I think so. All right. Last one, last characteristic, last aspect of what women want from their masculine. Number seven, to be contained, to have self-control. Women want a man who is not ruled by his emotions and desires, a man who is contained alchemizes his urges into powerful tools for good Mm -hmm. a man who consciously chooses to embody high purpose high moral and ethical standards even when his desires his rage his aggression or passion might suggest he do otherwise
0: this reminds me of um what's his name the guy who wrote men are from mars women are from venus john gray john gray He talks about this all the time, this kind of misconception as, as we're talking about, you know, a man living in his emotions or being controlled by his urges. He always talks about as soon as anyone, but specifically we're talking about the masculine here, as soon as anyone is allowing their emotions to rule their behavior, they are automatically in the role of the feminine. That is the definition of the feminine is flowing yeah. in emotion. So, for example, like when a man starts, say, like an unnecessary fight at a bar because he thinks that he's macho and he wants to show how tough he is, he's actually living in his wild, unbalanced feminine, not his masculine, even though that's what he thinks he's putting out there with his bravado and his macho behavior. So this tends to be repulsive to the feminine, not attractive.
1: Yep. What does this not look like? I mean, perfect point. Yeah. Men who cannot contain their anger, frustration, or aggression for themselves or others. Maybe they experience rage, fits of anger, yelling or screaming, physical or emotional abuse of their partner or other people or their their children if it gets really bad. Or maybe even it's like put into a vice like drinking or drugs or compulsive spending There's a quote from Brendan Schmidt, who uh, is is just kind of an Instagram guy who does like masculine um, topics. And he says, many of us come from broken homes and are born into a broken culture. There's no shame in carrying trauma. There's no shame in carrying shame. However, acting the pain out and projecting it onto those around you, it is your responsibility to learn not to do that. Yeah. Ironically, It's men that bypass and avoid their emotions that are most run by their emotions. Being scared and in denial about your feelings is not masculine. In fact, it's the behavior of a hurt young boy. Until you learn to meet that part of yourself, you aren't as in control as you'd like to think that you are. You know what's alpha? Developing yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally as a man. You know what's beta? Trying desperately to show the world and yourself how alpha you are by suppressing and burying all of your pain and anger.
0: Mm. When you said, you know, what's alpha? Developing yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally as a man, my whole body lit up because that <laughs> is like, in my mind, the epitome of a strong man.
1: And, and honestly, I went too long in my life without an example of that. Mm. Way too long. Yeah. And I have some incredible men in my life now. Uh, Paul check being number one, who is that? Yeah. And it it almost brings me to tears about how grateful I am to have that presence in my life.
0: Yeah. Seriously. And me myself too, as well. It's he's, he's such a great mentor and teacher for us.
1: Yeah. You know, the other thing I want to talk about here is, is as a, as an example of what this does not look like is men who cannot control their sexual urges. (laughs) And like, I want to have a little empathy for guys here because there is nothing like The sexual urges that a man masculine has, especially like in puberty, but like throughout their life, it is fucking powerful. And the things that you think in your mind, I mean, it's, it's primal, man. It's Mm -hmm. freaking animalistic, but, and and a lot of this is made so much worse because of the structures that we have to grow up in the shame around sex, religious dogma, no sexual expression, uh, and the shame you to porn totally. And so what this doesn't look like Is the way that these now get expressed Mm -hmm. when men demand sex or when there's transactional sex like the the fuck boy just to meet their needs, just to meet their urges. They can't go for a day if they have a sexual urge without having to uh, to come or to Mm -hmm. have an orgasm. Men who use porn as an outlet for the sexual urges that they can't, you know, maybe get in their life. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, men who cheat on their significant others, like going back to the John Wyland example, like no sex. What would be what would be easier porn cheating on somebody because you can't alchemize that the challenges in your own relationship to something more fruitful and and just the inability to deny a very powerful strong sexual urge is just the opposite of what self-control means.
0: Yeah I think this is you know at large collectively this is a lesson for the masculine to learn like life is hard earth this earth school that we're in is really fucking hard. Women have their own challenges. Usually controlling sexual urges is, it's not per- pervasive. I'm not saying that we we don't have them. We do. But it's not as like rapturous in the way that we can't control our behavior yeah. like it seems to be for men. I don't know. I've never been a man. But it seems like, you know, like, what doesn't your dad say? When Dick's hard, he's got no brain or something like that.
1: Yeah, when Dick's hard, he's got no conscience.
0: Yeah, there you yeah. go. Like that perfectly displays it but when you identify with that and you just fall into like victimhood that you're a victim to your urges you're literally letting your power go yeah so I think it is a lesson for the masculine to be able to feel that urge and alchemize it into something that is productive whether it's hey I'm gonna you know hold back here but I'm gonna channel this energy to get to know this feminine beauty on an on another level so that when we do have sex it's explosive and meaningful or maybe it's channeling into like productivity with his job or a mission that he has like how can you use that to your advantage rather than just spilling your chi everywhere because you're a victim to it
1: Yep. if you can't contain yourself you surely can't contain a partner mm-hmm. she will pick up on that determine you are not safe Yes. And so what does self-control actually look like when it's balanced? Well, I think we've mentioned a couple times, but men who are slow to speak in emotionally charged situations specifically, Mm -hmm. men who can channel their frustration or aggression with something and putting it into uh, productivity. For instance, I'm frustrated. It's been a brutal day. I feel controlled by my boss or by my environment. I'm going to process this into art. I'm going to process this into a meditative practice, an exercise habit, an exercise protocol to provide a healthy outlet for emotions, sexual urges. What does this look like? Even in relationship, men can't control themselves and they get straight into sex and they just freaking hump until they come. (laughs) There is no love making. It is, how do I get this done as soon as possible? Because I have this urge that needs to be released. Mm Mm-hmm the balanced controlled contained masculine makes love yeah works with their partner so that they could, they have an orgasmic experience whether you fucking come or not it's it's a it's a freaking safe l- drawn out dance
0: yeah i think while we're on the topic of sex just what you just said you know like a guy humping until he comes like Guys don't have any, usually any problem like getting there and climaxing and whatever. Um, I think that this is so pervasive, this experience between usually people that are dating, but certainly this could happen in a, you know, mon- monogamous long term relationship where the guy is used to coming all every time and maybe his woman doesn't. Maybe he can't last that long and so she doesn't. And it, there's this weird underlying. Um, understanding of sexual encounters where it's normal for the man to come and normal for the woman not to. Why do you think women fake orgasms? Because they know that the man is not focused on them or creating an experience of love and their mind is now out of it. So (laughs) they can't, and I don't recommend this, I'm not condoning this whatsoever. I don't think that this is, uh, productive for a feminine, but that's why women fake them because it's like, he's not in this. He's not in it for me. Let me just he to came or whatever. Like, let me just get this over with. And it's really unfortunate because I think it has created this attitude in sex that it's normal for the man to come. And it's normal if she doesn't. Yeah. And if, if you work out your own sexuality with your partner, where, you have an understanding of this and I don't know. I don't want to put rules in place. I just think it's unfortunate when he can't control these urges or his um, experience in sex to the point where she's not having yeah. a pleasurable experience. And
1: we're not sex therapists. No, you know, we're not like psychology. or are no. like psychiatrist experts. Never would claim to be. Um, but and so I do want to say this is a complicated area. I do know that the bedroom oftentimes is just, it's so authentic and, and uh, vulnerable that you end up seeing a lot of themes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do know it's an arena to look at. Uh, Even somebody like Jason Picard has has told us uh, such. So and maybe that's something we can we can be better about bringing those topics into the yeah, into yeah. the into the, to the medicine more and more. Um, but it's not an easy area. It's not simple. And we are in a world of instant pleasure. All of our phones. We get things we want immediately. So we're so trained. And those things trickle into the bedroom. I'm not yeah. saying it's an easy arena. I'm not saying that it's just so simple and everybody should be having psychedelic mind blowing sex. There's so many shells and layers yeah. and and so this is a complex area. But the point is that these things lead into the bedroom as well and that let's get real let's get honest in relationship and and figure these things out because it should that space is magic and it should be yeah
0: it's like the level of complexity that surrounds sex is equal to the potential for magic and psychedelic experience something with that type of potential is not going to be simple yeah it's going to have the opposite extreme potential as well to be destructive and painful as it is psychedelic and euphoric yeah so yeah just adding to the point of it's complicated but it's a good reminder for us to get some more sex education experiential experts on here totally going back to you know men channeling their frustration or their emotions or um all of that like the, the last thing that I would want to communicate about the, the masculine is that he has to suppress his emotions. Like that's not what we're saying at all. And that you don't, you don't get to just because you want your partner to feel safe in a moment. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't express your anger in a healthy way. Say you had a really bad day at work or whatever. You're just experiencing anger in life in general I think it's more unhealthy to suppress that than to let it out in a healthy way. So, you know, that might look like in in a relationship, if you're the masculine and you are uh, experiencing anger, like just letting your feminine partner know, not directing it at her, but just letting her know like, hey, I'm feeling a lot of anger or insert whatever emotion around XYZ, whatever it is. I need to go let some of it out. Then, you know, maybe you go yell into a pillow or scream at the ocean. Right. It's not about suppressing your valid emotions. It's about s- setting a container to release them in a way that feels safe to the feminine.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Perfectly put. I, I couldn't agree more and ha- have done those in my life. And, and um, you know, at the right time has been yeah really helpful. So looking, looking, looking at everything, zooming back out, you know, what, the feminine what women want from their masculine partners we got seven things we got one assertive bold penetrating energy two to be courteous and chivalrous three embodied strength Mm -hmm. four ordered and structured five trust six secure adventure and seven contained to have self-control
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so good and certainly this list is not exhaustive right, but i think a it's, few a, more. it's a really good summation and i think um if there's any guy listening hopefully you were able to pull out some nuggets if a woman is listening right now and she gets this nudge or this urge that she wants to send this to her man what do you think about that
1: yeah i can see that um going potentially poorly um it it could be perceived as a penetrating act to the masculine which if he's not in a uh really conscious place where he would be able to see that penetrating act and and then shift into his feminine and be able to receive that with a completely open mind um it might come across as threatening or triggering or that he's not enough Um, So I think it's one that with delicacy can probably be done well and maybe is a little more, a little more of an emphasis or of importance for the feminine to kind of gauge the temperature of how receptive he would be to a send.
0: Yeah, I think you need to know your partner because certainly it's like case by case. If he's never looked into the masculine and feminine, he has no idea what these things even are. And you just send this to him like cold turkey. Uh, or out of the blue, like he might be caught off guard and he might experience what you just laid out. If your partner has expressed to you like that, he's working on this and that he wants to learn and that he's open to hearing ideas from different people. And you've, you've already talked about it. You could ask him, you know, I would ask, I would say like, oh man, I listened to this amazing podcast on masculine and femininity Um, Would you be interested in hearing it and just see what he says you don't have to just immediately send it to him But maybe it maybe he's like, oh, I don't know. Like what was it about and you can get into dialogue maybe it just cracks the door to having these types of conversations because I don't think women should be afraid to bring this stuff up, right But it needs to be done with a level of finesse and tact and knowing your partner and their tendencies Yeah,
1: even something like bringing up these topics like let's say it's adventure or strength bringing it up at dinner like put, just posing the question of hey what what feels adventurous to you what mm-hmm. what is exciting you what are you what are you curious about or what when do you feel the most like in your man suit like in your in your strength and just like getting getting a gauge on how much thought he's put into these types of things and then you can sort of navigate um, like i wonder if we could create more adventure Or, you know, I wonder if there's a way because I know your job sometimes just like, you know, bust your balls. And I wonder if there's a way that we could create like a a space or a a place in life that is really like strengthening for you Mm -hmm. and just like not manipulating, but just having a little bit more of that kind of like dance like energy to bring this up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, case by case, know your audience and do it in a way that is not penetrating is my advice totally. for sure
1: totally all right before we go yes i gotta know what for you is your medicine today
0: do you want me to be honest yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my medicine was our sexual intimacy today um i realize that i answer that i give this answer all the time but today it was medicinal i'll just leave it at that that was my medicine great for sure what about you, my love? Well,
1: you know, copying my answer, I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, say that today and and <laughs> put put that your hat on my head and and say that. But actually, um, and it's, a, it's it's consistent with what we've been talking about today. I don't like to call myself a coach. Um, in fact, I it kind of like gives me like cringe worthy feelings of of when I try to say that. But I do and have been. Uh, on a very small scale, working with a handful of, of guys, and uh, just wrapped up uh, about six weeks with a guy. Uh, we did four sessions, bunch of books, bunch of great conversation, and um, I just am so grateful for for the the effort and uh, just his place of intention and to to evolve and learn and grow. And uh, it's just been rewarding for me to be able to have that connection. And um, I don't I don't want to make this like a huge part of my life necessarily uh but it is really valuable for me to have these these occasional connection points with guys who are out there just trying to be better human beings yeah and so that's been my medicine you know is is being able to connect on that level help where where possible but more so just uh really be like a friend who can um come alongside somebody and meet them where they're at in in life so i'm gonna say that's my medicine
0: cool i love it yeah Yeah, it's been fun to witness on the sidelines of of you helping um men because there's a lot that are open to this work and they you know like like you mentioned like needing an example of a man who is developing himself emotionally mentally physically spiritually like you are very inspiring my love
1: oh thank you so much All right. All right,
0: you guys. Let us know what you thought of the episode, what you want to hear more of. We always love hearing from you. And we appreciate you so much listening and sharing the episode, leaving us a review. We love you and we mean it. All right. Go spread some light. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore The Medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, along with the discounts, visit themedicine.com forward slash medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes for this episode. Until next time, cheers, boo.